Welcome to the Kawartha Small Business Podcast, where we believe the Kawarthas can be the most thriving region in Canada for small business. I'm Brian Rump from Profit Coach. And I'm Matt Garrity of Matt AG Digital. And before we get started, head over to kawarthasmallbusinesspodcast.ca slash checklist and download Matt and Brian's marketing checklist for Kawartha Small Businesses. Uh, we're recording uh, live from Thrive Podcast Studio at the Thrive Coworking Community at 18 Kent Street West in downtown Lindsay. And uh, with us today, we have uh, Ryan from True North Clothing Outlet. Welcome, Ryan. Thank you. Uh, tell us a bit about you and your business. Uh, we are now just finishing our one-year anniversary of the store. Um, our main goal for the store is to be inflation busters. We have top quality clothing for outlet pricing. That is our, our, our biggest name. Awesome. What I really like about that is uh, I don't know that I've really noticed a lot of outlets popping up mm. lately and kind of the the way our markets turn the last few years. I think people have maybe stopped seeking outlet, outlets or places that maybe used to call themselves outlets weren't really outlets anymore. Um, so I think it's just really cool to see that you're um, doing that. Uh, I think it's about time we have some kind of inflation busting right. uh, stuff. I feel like today's time everyone can uh, save a penny or a buck when they can. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us about, uh, first of all, where, where are you? How do people find you? So we are at 55 George Street, which is uh, just west of the Boys and Girls Club. Mm-hmm. Awesome. How did you get into this? Uh I've always been uh, interested in clothing, uh, saving a penny when I can, helping the community where we're able, and um, just through my um, outreach through the town, I had an opportunity thrown at me, and basically I ran with it. So they came to you to like open up like a, I don't want to call it outlet, we call it outlet? Sure, yeah, yeah outlet, yeah. And they wanted something like that in town? Yeah, they just seen, a, I think... The, they see an opportunity to the town with not having too much for clothing stores in town. Sure. They've obviously seen an avenue for it. And uh, they, they reached towards me and they thought, you know, what do you think of the idea of doing pitching this to the town? And found the right spot and this is where we are. It's interesting, yeah, because in Lindsay, like, besides the big company that we said before this, I don't even want to mention them, that's in the mall, where else would you go for cheap? type of clothing you've got some big great stores here that have been here for ages higher end stuff though i don't know like that there's there's a a massive gap actually yeah there's a whole spectrum of clothing i think um you know whites is a good spot for Mm -hmm. certain stuff but their scope is limited Mm -hmm. so you know i think there's a massive need for kind of everyday clothing for everyday right and you know i like to stress this isn't a big box store this has kind of been built on on ourselves so you're putting money into a uh, a local person rather than a, a conglomerate yeah 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 so like what was your background in clothing honestly there's no like serious background I just had a you know a passion for it nice and how so like were you like design stuff you just like getting all dressed up yeah i just like getting dressed up like to look nice feel good when you feel good look good you uh, you want to feel like you're you're doing better for yourself. Yeah. What did you do before this? I was actually a totally different uh, avenue. I was just basically doing trades. Oh yeah. So nice. What trades? I was doing uh, plumbing, doing some uh, hydro back work, doing some flooring. Just you know, everyday trades. 
and like you know, like doing it anymore or this is a better opportunity uh, i've kind of got to a point in my life where things can change i'm pretty comfortable financially but uh i've always wanted to work for myself so i thought you know what i'm gonna take the jump take a risk and see where it goes that's awesome do you think that if you were going to start your own business I'm surprised you didn't start your own like plumbing business or something like that. Do you think it was the city or someone that kind of encouraged you to do that, that led you to the clothing versus a trade type of job or what? I feel like it, it was just the right time for me to do it. And this is the opportunity where I was like, I'm going to make the jump rather than um, go with what I really knew. Cause I don't think that was my true passion at that time. Yeah. It was more of a job getting to where I was at that point. And then I think when you do your own business, you have to be in love with it rather than yeah. getting up and having to do it. You want to want to do it. Yeah. Cause I always think that businesses start for one of two reasons. Like the business owner is passionate about something right. or they find like a gap in the market. So like you would have thought that you would have been like, okay, maybe I'm passionate about trades or something like that. Right. But like, no, there's not. But if you're passionate about the clothing and like, there's clearly a gap of not having like that kind of, available at that price like that's awesome right and i also feel like because there wasn't a there's not a massive competition in clothing yeah trades there's one every three corners everybody's (laughs) a trades person and there's 25 plumbing companies there's 500 real estate agents there's right i thought you know what i think this could work rather than you know doing something that I, i i know how to do it i know what i'm doing do I really want to do this for the rest of my life and fall in love with it or take, take a gamble? Yeah. What have you found has been the most exciting part about running the business for the last year? Uh, seeing the people's faces when they when you get to the till and go, I'm getting all this for a hundred bucks. Uh, then they go, man, if I went up to the mall, I would have got one shirt yeah. or one sweater. It's crazy. And this is why this is uh, a fun conversation for me. So right now, uh, we just met each other right before we recorded this, but I also uh, teach at Fleming College in the School of Business, and I'm teaching a strategy course right now. And, you know, there's some kind of core generic strategies for businesses, and you are clearly following uh, what we call like cost leadership. So many businesses go into like differentiation and they compete on, oh, I have something different, but the price is usually higher. And I think clothing's in that right now where you, know, you go to the mall and they're not really that different, but they think they are. Mm-hmm. And then you just are paying too much for maybe something you don't need to. Right. Um, but you're coming in clearly, you know, as the outlet, it's the same quality. And I just think that's, a, you know, a gap that's needed and a way to fill that gap. Right. And I believe that a lot of businesses out there are just following the COVID price hike oh yeah they, regardless of even if their business was affected by it they're going i'm gonna jump on this bandwagon and i'm gonna just hike mine regardless of if it affected me at the beginning or didn't yeah and i think we've seen that like big groceries done that for sure like prices went up people were paying it kind of everyone got wired to expect right inflation and i think like that kind of the laws of business are like the laws of gravity like mm-hmm. eventually that comes down so for you to come in ahead of the curve and now capture all the clients, right? You know those brands will eventually have to do that. Exactly. Lower their prices, but then you're already kind of there with those. Right. Customers. So I feel like face to change happens at someone or at some point. 
So I'm hoping to be that someone. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is really, really good and needed. And, right. uh, you know, and that's kind of why, you know, we need people like you in every industry. Sure. Kind of going against that grain of just trying to extract every dollar you can. Exactly. But, you know, you can still be fair exactly. and profitable. Exactly. And I'm not only just beating competition prices by one or two dollars it's literally by like half yeah which is unheard of yeah and yeah. is is it brand names brand names it? yes so how are you able to do that like I, sometimes this podcast turns into me asking questions to people because i'm an idiot and i don't know how these things work so right. this will be this segment so like how are you able to get like the brand names for such an affordable price and can like deliver them for that it's just overstock clothing okay it's strictly overstock and it's just, they have an abundance sitting in warehouses and they're, if you can do something with us, bonus to them, bonus to us. That's awesome. Which is awesome. And that's again, finding the need mm -hmm. and you know, you find a, a surplus or something in the market and that always exists. Like the clothing industry is built on marketing often and guessing and you know, the big brands, they charge so much cause they're kind of guessing, but they also put a lot more into marketing. And then when it doesn't sell, they kind of cut their losses and it ends up being right. stock. But it's a lot of good, it's good stuff. Um, right. And it's all the brands that people love. So what kind of brands do you have? So we've got Champion, we've got Roots, um, we've got Sitka, um, just your everyday brands. Now, like, are you going directly to those companies? Like you're calling up Roots? And you're, are you calling up champion or like who do you deal with to get that overstock? Is there a middleman in this stuff? It's straight for the manufacturing companies. Oh, really? Interesting. That's cool. I had no idea like this stuff existed. <laughs> I think I'm, like I've known it existed, but it takes someone. Um, you seem to have the, the personality to go find it, and, like <laughs> make those deals. Like, mm -hmm. and that's what I love about this business too. Is like it's not easy, and I think some people are looking for that easy business where they can maybe charge a lot. Right. But it also like, let's go find this stuff because you have a passion for it. Right. And it's also like small communities, like, um, and these big box companies, they do a lot of research for mm -hmm. population. And do we really want to put, you know, a big box store in a small town and are we going to profit from it? So it takes somebody like myself to get out there. And, you know, unfortunately we can't get into a, big spot like a mall because you know the yeah, the, the rent is astronomical so we kind of got to get off the beaten path to allow for the the cheaper price interesting you think it's gonna be a challenge as you grow and maybe start to make more profit to not want to like more of a chunk more of a profit out of stuff i, I think that would take away from the whole outlet experience mm -hmm. yeah i think there's a whole outlet experience mm -hmm. of like it becomes your go-to place it's kind of like a secret that's not really a secret. Mm -hmm. You got like your spot to like, yeah, go to the outlet. And, uh, you know, you could still be profitable right. and run a good business right. doing the outlet. It's about getting more people in to get that magic of mm -hmm. standing at the till right. and like being surprised because they're going to go home and they're going to tell mm -hmm. people. Exactly. And we don't just have clothing either. We have uh, home decor. We've got beautiful pictures. We've got hats. All sorts of different little goodies inside there. Any surprises for everybody? What's the the goal with that? Those offerings of products. Where do you think it's going to grow? Or like stick to clothing as much as possible? Or uh, I kind of just want to follow what everybody wants in their household. 
you know, we, we look for things, you know, that are on people's walls. People want to look good. So it's like we put that on the rack. Just kind of follow with what everybody wants. Nice. Follow the trend. Yeah. What's been, I asked, what was the best part of the last year? And you said watching people's like, eyes kind of light up. Yeah. They're like, oh, like everybody's question is like, oh, if I was at the mall, I would have, <laughs> this would have cost me so much. Hey, thank you for, you yeah. know, I always say I could have charged you more, but I don't want it. Yeah. Yeah. What's been the biggest challenge business wise, though, since you started it? Uh, our location has been the biggest. Really? Yeah. So people are like, oh, I couldn't find you. Or like, why are you in here? Like, why would you pick the mall where there's high traffic? And I just got to say, if, I, if you found me in the mall, then that's where it's got to be 45 rather than 25. Yeah. Yeah, because you're in that area that I guess you can – can you see it from the road? Or is oh, it yeah. mostly the stuff that's the front and you guys are further in the back of that? So place? we're in a little cul-de-sac, yeah, uh, which is the shipping receiving side of the building. And uh, we do have some good signage out there now. Um, it's kind of like we've got a path for people to come in that don't have an understanding where we are yet for first-timers. But, uh, um, sorry, what was it? The, the question? I was kind of curious about like the, yeah, the location. Yeah, the location. Challenge, but. yeah. So yeah. So like we're in a little cul-de-sac. It's not hard to find once you see the signage and it's a beautiful place. Once you get it's a little sore on the ice from the outside, but get in you'll love, you'll love what you see. Yeah. I want to go check it out. I remember when I was mentioning that I saw someone that I have on Facebook, they shared the post right. and I saw the champion sweaters and I'm like, that's a big brand. Like, that's cool. And my head, like, how do they do this? And I'm always curious, like, is are they like sweaters with three arms or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> right. But no, like the stuff looked cool and I definitely want to go check that out. And you just have to keep building that referral word right. of mouth business, like Brian said. Like people see that or they hear it and they go in there and they get that excitement on their face. They're gonna keep coming back and back. So do you have like how often are you getting new orders? Uh it's it's basically a supply of what's going out. And once they get some more going out, that just means they should won't. I mean, we should refill some stuff and they just get dropped off a uh, shipment. Yeah, that's cool. That's awesome. Do you buy like um, sort of bulk stuff unknown or do you know exactly what you No, it's, it's whatever shows up. Okay. It's nice. a surprise to me. I don't do any <laughs> ordering. So it's a drop off and it's like a little Christmas box for myself and everybody else comes in. So I say to come in, things change all the time. People love that too. I, uh, Worked once at a hardware store, a home hardware that moved from like a downtown, like old timey downtown home hardware. And we were trying to keep the place shut for a while because we're going to get new stuff and it's a disaster. But people like absolutely loved coming in and like looking through boxes or just like new stuff or anyway, people yeah. like that thrill of the hunt. Exactly. Bit, so. I always intentionally go into these conversations about like doing any due diligence and like checking websites and social, like you might already do this, but a cool idea might be on like Facebook, Instagram, even TikTok or something. Anytime you get that new box in and you don't know what it is, mm-hmm. you do a video of like the unboxing. Right. And I think that's exciting for people uh, to see like, okay, like there's like the kids go crazy. My kids go crazy about sure. that stuff. Like I can't believe how like they'll just watch YouTube just watch people open toys and play with toys for countless hours. Yeah, well, what was that show um, about? Uh, uh, what's those? Uh, storage wars. Storage, storage, storage yeah. wars. That's a prime example of this. Yeah. People were just like, what is inside that box? And they go to commercial and they keep you tuning. Like, right to the spot, they went to crack the box open or the pallet open. 
Yeah. Keep it tuned in and find there's some like rare hockey card. Yeah. Somebody yeah. left it in there or something. <laughs> What's the thing you've been the surprised by the most or maybe most exciting? Oh, just, just cool brands. Cool brands and nice old vintage stuff sometimes. And mm. just like, oh, wow, this is nice. People are going to like this. Yeah, that's awesome. Is some of it older, like vintage stuff? Like, Well, not like vintage, but like some of it's like overstocked that like these big brands just they have one or two of, so they can't continue to put one or two on a shelf. They need to have selections. So oh, this okay. goes back and it just gets set and rather it get sold somewhere somehow. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, that's interesting. And I'm curious too, like uh, where my brain went on the older stuff is like, these brands have stuff sitting in storage. Storage costs money. You know, real estate's been going crazy. So mm-hmm. a lot of them might be thinking, oh, we got to, you know, reduce our storage. Like, just right. get rid of some of that. And this stuff, could be their way of thinking, too. I don't, I don't know their, their path and how they think. I just know what I get told and you know this kind of, I'm able to do these with it. I just kind of just go, okay, try not to ask too many questions. Yeah. <laughs> So that could be their, their way of thinking. Like we've got all this overstock in this warehouse. Let's send it over here. See if we can do it. Yeah. You, you start your own like storage wars, Lindsay, get some of those big, <laughs> yeah. drop them off, get like collection of people together. I think that'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's really neat. This kind of reminds me of, I, I think I can't remember if it's Harry's or dollar shave club. If you've mm. heard of those with like the razors. But it started out as a guy wanted to impress his like girlfriend's dad because the dad had owned a business and or bought something and there was like a warehouse with like a million like razors mm. in it and he was like oh I can like you know sell those so he's like trying to show off and then he built this massive brand over selling discount uh, razors and then when he sold them out he had to figure out how to get some more of them and keep the business because <laughs> they did the like subscriptions and like low, low price away from like the Gillettes who are, mm-hmm. you know, gouging everyone right for a razor. Yeah. Which is kind of neat. The thing I like about this business too, like you want to be an inflation buster. I think this is still inflation proof and regardless of how things are in the next coming years, people are always going to be needing clothing and looking for affordable options for right. and looking for that deal. Which I is think cool. that's the biggest thing to stress you right is everybody wants to save a buck and everybody is tired of the the inflation price oh yeah i would say to people like every industry is in a niche except for food and clothing because we all need those things right everything else we get by with like i don't need a phone i don't need marketing i don't need all these things like i need food i need clothing and if you can provide that at an affordable right. rate especially brand names that people want exactly. that's awesome exactly so, yeah, I think they, and those are two industries where I remember hearing a thing like food finds a way, you know, clothing finds a way. So like inflation goes up and up and up. You get to the point where you just can't afford it. So you find something else mm-hmm. to yes. do. Right? Yes. And like with especially clothing, so much of what people pay has to do with like the brand sometimes and the status it buys. Right. And it's fun to buy status when you can, but when you literally don't have the money to do it correct and find something else so when you can find decent clothing at a good price you want to mm-hmm. do that mm-hmm. i guess last question i can think of is um what's the grand vision like what's the ultimate goal where do you see this going to in the next couple of years like what do you want from it uh i want to build a experience from like i said before off air 
that my goal is like a flea market. I want to put an experience on the outside as well. We have a brand new food truck that has arrived. It's going to be open in spring. So the outdoor, I want to have like a food, food outlet venue with hopefully some outdoor vendors. So it's more of an, an experience, an event. You're not just coming to a store, yeah. coming to an event. That's our, our broadcast from this point. That's awesome. Hopeful speaking, but we'll see how, yeah. uh, how much comes to play. Are you a chef? Are you cooking in that food truck? I'm going to try it. Yeah. I've never cooked, so. Nice. <laughs> what kind of food uh, are you thinking? Just your typical chip truck food. Nothing gourmet by any means. Just, yeah, just grab yourself something something nice to eat. That's a good spot, though, too, for it, because, like, you do have, a, like, a suburban area and plenty of homes, and there's not anything really servicing them other than one fast food restaurant that I can kind of think of. Yeah, it's all dairy, dairy, dairy Queen's the only one down there. Yeah, well, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, and that's uh, awesome. convenience store, that's it. Yeah, it'd be awesome to have, like you said, that experience down there. So. Yeah, so we're hoping to give a facelift on the outside next year. So, oh, That's awesome. I have a, I had a client once who, similar person, never really cooked, had a spot where they're like, oh, we need a, a, a chip truck here. So then I went and found one and bought it. And then uh, this person was like, I want to find out how to make the best like French fries ever. So like, this was like an old time hustler sat in his car, did research, like <laughs> look at things. He'd sit with a counter to see how many people were going stuff. And he found this <laughs> chip truck that he was like, I think they're the best. I want to be like them. And he like sat in their parking lot for days in this like little like blacked out window car. And uh, one day after it closed, he went and, like knocked on the back and they thought that they were getting like shaken down. From it. <laughs> uh, but he was like, it was far away too. And he's like, I'm far away, but he's like, I need to know why you're so good. <laughs> like, where do you get your potatoes? What kind of like basically teach me how to do all of that. And uh, they did. And he opened up what was a great, place for a while but then he flipped that business and sold it but kind of reminds me of that of like let's spot a need let's uh yeah put something together mm-hmm. and figure out a way to make it happen so that's cool one last thing i did pop in my head speaking of a need do you sell golf stuff at outlet prices uh not, not clubs, so much but like shirts polos pants and stuff uh, a little bit there's there's some golf shirts that's cool that yep. is something necessary in town i will say so that's good for me. <laughs> yeah, it's funny when you think about sometimes in a town, like what are those everyday needs people need? And right. then look at look how, you know, just how many places you could actually buy it mm-hmm. from. You know, we talked about the place in the mall, but I went there looking for a specific thing lots of times that they should have, and they like don't have it mm-hmm. at all. And then it, it is you know, we, we become like a desert for stuff like that. That's what I was saying earlier. Like a lot of these Companies are afraid to come to Lindsay because of all the rules, for one, yeah. that the town doesn't allow new things because they're afraid to change, as well as do we have the population for them to want to take the chance of starting their business? Yeah, in this place? and then sustaining it. And like, sustaining it, exactly. Around, yeah. mm-hmm. So it opens up an opportunity for you to do it in a different way. Mm-hmm. So, I know a lot of people just do like the pop up shops for Christmas, back to school, and they just close down. Yeah. That's tricky. That's a risk thing too. Some people don't want to take that jump, have that risk as a business owner. But right. yeah, have you done any pop ups or like weekend events? Like, you no. know, this brand is here for you know, this amount of time. So. Nope. I don't think that makes sense. 
I think it makes like just keep where he is. Like if the biggest problem is like finding him right now, it's a marketing problem. But then also like just making sure more people get through there. Like make sure like people can get there, see it, and I wouldn't want him to do a pop up. It's interesting. I, I asked that question because a few years ago when I was first getting into CrossFit, mm-hmm. there was like different sort of clothing brands that were mm-hmm. starting that were sort of specific to that, and they either did online sales or they did pop up sometimes at certain gyms they weren't opening stores mm-hmm. uh, but i actually you know as i say that i can't even think of hearing about one like that for a while whereas for a while there was places who be like oh we're you know we're here this weekend somewhere else another weekend and they make a little event right out of it where you can come and actually try on and do their stuff but that's a bit different maybe than the outlet uh model yeah it would make yeah that would make sense we had someone that reached out to thrive about some athletic wear that they want to do a pop-up and you know a little bit about the pricing for a pop-up here and they're like oh i don't know like we're just getting started and to me in my head like that's a risk thing too like you need to put a little bit of that business to put yourself out there to take that step and like we all need to assume that so (laughs) yeah that's uh pretty neat Kind of final question on that risk. I'm just curious how it felt when you like made your first order and like first got that the space that you're in. What was that process? It was exciting. Exciting. Yeah, it was exciting because it was mine. That was my greatest achievement. Yeah, I think that's just awesome, and it's one of those things where um, it, it Matt's experience this too, where when it opens, lots of people are like, "Oh, I had that idea. Like, I should have done that." <laughs> it's like. But you didn't, right? You took that risk of like, who knows what's going to happen, right? Like maybe <laughs> nobody wants cheap clothes anymore, right? right? Um, but, you know, to do it and then be right and to see that, I think, is really That's awesome. what I feel like it goes through a lot of people's minds because it's, you know, a third off or half off. They're going, what's wrong with this? Yeah. <laughs> and if they're like, okay, tell me what's going on here. I'm like, there's nothing going on here. It's just... Yeah. Yeah. And even overstock, sometimes when you hear that, you think, oh, it's overstock because it's bad or people didn't buy it. But some of those big brands, they get so efficient that they just guess wrong. So it's overstock because they only sent that store this many because they didn't want to hold too many. Right. Or like those sizes are wrong because, you know, in that city, it's only skinny people. So they didn't even send them a large Sure. Whatever, right? But they still have it, and it's still good stuff. They exactly. just, uh, you know, they didn't carry too much of it because maybe they didn't have the staff there. They're mm-hmm. trying to run too thin, mm-hmm. so it's yeah, it's still great stuff. Sure. Like, well, people people love going to uh, thrift stores yeah. buying clothes. I mean, they don't ask questions; they get a tell with that, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's just their mind is their mind is saying, "I'm going through a thrift store, so it's going to be cheaper and probably yeah. could be." worn or, mm-hmm. or it's not the fact it's not the case for us yeah that's yeah. awesome yeah that's awesome any final thoughts no just uh come on in and see for yourself all the great finds awesome sounds good well thank you so much for joining us uh, if you're listening and would like to be on the podcast or have any questions about uh, the show please uh, reach out to us to set it up at kawartha small business podcast.ca